This podcast contains content which may be too intense for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Storage Papers. Episode 18, Project Hydra. I've been doing some more searching through several boxes of the documents in the papers, looking for anything mentioning Project Hydra. The only mention I could previously recall from Season 1 is from Episode 6, The Magician's Apprentice. Remember the CIA program with various levels of psychical activities? And then recently, I received an email from a listener of the show who had a somewhat late yet hostile response to episode 6. At first, I thought I was just getting trolled. Podcasters often joke about knowing you've made it as a podcaster when you have your first troll. I normally don't entertain conspiracy theories, especially when they try to place the blame on things that evil men do on anything other than hatred and racism. But after meeting with Ron and going back to read this email, there are some specific mentions hidden deep in his paranoid and often offensive ramblings of Hydra's research outside historical speculation that check out with other documents within the papers. So take that into consideration and keep in mind that there are portions that I still believe are fairly contentious and other parts I absolutely condemn because they're just plain incorrect. I'll read the email now. To Jeremy of the Storage Papers Podcast. I just listened to episode 6, and that person who provided the statement doesn't know what they're talking about relating to the Hydra Project. While I can't comment on what the CIA may or may not be doing, I would have huge concerns if they were involved with Project Hydra as I know it. In any case, if you're going to go public with this, you'll need to get your details in order. In the 1930s and 1940s, Nazi Germany was experimenting with the occult. The Hydra Project was initiated by several high-ranking members who believed that summoning supernatural forces would more efficiently further their military and political goals to allow for greater influence. They participated in seances and mediumship in the beginning, and willfully invited spirits to possess their bodies in hopes to gain abilities that would allow them to pursue further political power. All of this, of course, was conducted under the supervision of scientists who recorded their data and proposed new experiments to test as they saw reproducible effects in their controlled environments. As time went on and further testing ensued, it was suspected that these men, as individuals, relinquished control over their own thoughts and actions and more as they continued their rituals. Their activities grew more sinister, 
and they began experimenting with witchcraft and the dark arts, including summoning spirits from the underworld, or as many modern religions might call them, demons. It was rumored that they were quite successful, and they documented many of their seances and spirit communications on film, audio, and in writing, but unfortunately much of these records seem to have disappeared after the war. It was rumored that near the end of the war, all of their documentation, which served as both evidence and instructional material, were loaded onto a train along with millions of dollars of gold and other items of historical and religious significance, and was transported to an undisclosed location somewhere in Poland to be hidden away until the return of the Reich. Within the last five years, there have been some developments, mostly rumors, that Polish officials now know the exact location of the hidden train, which was possibly buried by the Nazis deep inside a mountain, and have begun excavation. One rumor still being spread is that several excavations are occurring simultaneously, with only one of them being at the true known location of the train in an attempt to discourage anyone from truly believing they knew where the right place to dig was. Another rumor I heard related to the train actually being found? One individual, who was found dead under rather bizarre circumstances after making a statement to a local Polish newspaper, said he was part of the excavation team at the official site. He claimed that a dynamite blast had opened up a large tunnel where the train was later discovered. He reported that when the blast occurred, the sky grew dark, and they heard what sounded like horns or trumpets in the sky. He was ridiculed, of course, even in the media, but since his story was published, people around the world began hearing these horn sounds in the sky, and nobody has been able to find a source for these noises. I'm going to pause reading this letter for a moment to play some audio I found of these horn sounds that everyone is hearing and reporting across the world. This was audio submitted from this listener, who claims it was taken around a couple of years ago in northern San Diego County. This officially gives me the creeps. I did some quick searches on YouTube with terms like horns in the sky or trumpets. You can really go down a rabbit hole of potential explanations. Some people believe it is simply the acoustic effect created when the wind goes through a valley of a certain shape. Others pass it off as some kind of boat or foghorn. There are other theories, of course, as I'll dive into with the rest of this listener's message but I would encourage you to all do your own internet searches for these. If you've heard them yourselves, I'd really be interested in hearing your account. Either way, it appears that 
even though this unearthing of the train in Poland is several thousand miles away, the sounds can be heard from all around the globe. Now let's get back to the letter. He continues, I'm not a crazy religious nut, but there's a significance to this from the Bible. In the book of Revelation, the sounding of each of these trumpets signified the beginning of apocalyptic events. Now, I'm also no religious expert, and there's plenty of research available online to get lost in about this, but consider all of the things going on in the world today. There's global warming, the constant threat of nuclear war, a huge amount of paranormal occurrences happening with documented evidence. And these are not just rumors and hearsay. There is wide speculation about whether or not these biblical stories are supposed to be literal or metaphorical, especially the stories about prophecies. But one could easily make a case for their validity, knowing what's happening across the world. Why this is so important is because the Nazi experiments with the occult were largely successful. I don't think the public knows how close they got to bringing about the end of the world, the apocalypse. What they dabbled in was inherently evil, and the longer they conducted their experiments, the more evil they grew. It was only after the war ended that any of this came to light. Some believed Hitler and Himmler were themselves actually possessed by high-level demons, which allowed them to influence so many people that they were not just carrying out hatred based on race or culture, but because they were involved in a plot of biblical proportions. Nobody believes this because it's just too simple. Even modern-day Christians and Catholics don't recognize the religious significance of the Nazi crimes, and focus lies more towards racism and bigotry. It's widely believed that they hated Jews because of their prominent financial status, but everyone overlooks the fact that Jesus Christ was born Jewish. Their hatred, if it hadn't been stopped, would have spread far beyond its historical boundaries and would have eventually enveloped the entire world until no one would be left. It would be the ultimate suffering of humanity. Some say we're experiencing a resurgence today, but I digress in fear of being accused of politicizing the discussion. Project Hydra was initiated by Nazi Germany in reference to the Bible. There are remnants of that culture throughout the world today, and their mentality is growing exponentially, especially in the United States. An evil that has been buried for nearly 75 years has been re-released into the world. This is why there seem to be so many encounters with the paranormal today. It's because there are simply more things happening and we have the means to share this information efficiently now. This evil thrives on fear, and even simply acknowledging it fuels its power. The original project wasn't just about psychical research, though it pertained to a portion of it. Telekinesis, mind control, and clairvoyance were actually attainable and only taught to the highest-ranking members of the Reich, who were granted permission by Hitler himself to learn how to develop these skills and only after demonstrating fierce loyalty. But along with the unlocking of the portion of the brain that allows for these abilities came an increased susceptibility to demonic possession, though some would say it was schizophrenia. 
there were documented reports of odd behavior of those who went through the training, like not requiring sleep for sometimes weeks at a time, superhuman strength, and the ability to read thoughts and influence others telepathically. Hitler was even said to have risen to his status because his mind was that of a creative. You know, he was an artist growing up and into his young adult years. Something about a creative person's mind and its ability to be flexible, to bend the laws of physics and reality, and to accept and perceive variations of it beyond that which is easily explained. They say he was even able to predict the future, and that this ability allowed him to successfully avoid and fake his own death. Others propose that perhaps an individual's blood type or racial and cultural origins might have something to do with one's ability to acquire these skills. And of course, in today's time, rumors of DNA research through gene mapping may hold the key. The fact that we now have the ability to administer gene therapy, that is, manipulation of one's own DNA to alter traits, forces us to consider the notion that if, and that's a big if, someone found out how to induce these abilities through gene therapy, they would simply need a gene mapping sequence from someone that already has these abilities in order to recreate them. It could be accomplished in the womb, even with our current technology. It's my suspicion that your Preston Nicholson may be one of these people, and why he's turned into a ghost. Not a literal ghost in the spiritual sense, but that he successfully evades anyone who's looking for him. Whether he realizes this as the reason people are looking for him or not, do you really believe that government agencies are going to spend the time, energy, and money on chasing someone down for a measly few dollars? A drop in the bucket? The theft he's committed is nothing more than a technicality, a smokescreen that provides a public excuse to use government resources in the search. I highly doubt the agent who wrote the report you read on your podcast is even aware of the full narrative. They're feeding their own agency's misinformation using lower-level authority as pawns. A hydra is a many-headed serpent or monster, according to Greek mythology. It's said that if you cut off one of its heads, it would be replaced by two. It's my theory that simply overcoming the reign of the Nazis during World War II didn't eliminate the evil forces they raised from the depths. It only destroyed the vessel of the time and temporarily subdued them, in essence, cutting off one head of the hydra. But now that evil is resurfacing, and it's coming back twofold. That's where the United States comes in. Project Hydra lives on, seated deep within our own government, and possibly other governments as well. It's no secret that the U.S. absorbed many of the German scientists after the war. What many of us, even with a security clearance, don't know is what roles and responsibilities these scientists were assigned. Take Werner von Braun, for example. He was one of Germany's scientists during the war who worked on rocket propulsion 
and was in part responsible for the success of the V-2 rockets used against Allied forces in World War II. After the war, he went on to help the U.S. with their rocket propulsion advances to get a man on the moon. I've come to personally believe that it's possible that U.S. shadow agencies were either created and led by some of these men, or that we have adopted the same inherently evil pretenses in the nature and goals of these agencies that once drove Nazi Germany. We like to believe ourselves so righteous, but if anyone were to reserve their judgment and deliver it based on our actions, they will only conclude that the accomplishments and future goals we have are not so different from those of the Nazis when it comes to such agencies. The very fact that you're putting out a podcast based on random people's paranormal experiences supports my theory in multiple ways. You should really stop broadcasting this stuff all over, which is not only giving these entities more power, but it's also painting a target on yourself for these clandestine agencies that no one likes to talk about. And whatever you do, do not say the names of these demonic entities aloud should you run across them. That seems to be the only thing you're doing right. The mere vocalization of their name also grants them power. A biblical scholar would tell you the same, but the scientists need to see it, repeat it, and continue to study it in order to prove what we already know to be true. They have utter disregard for the damage they're causing. It seems like everyone has a Ouija board these days, or tries to summon spirits. People don't understand the immediate danger they put themselves in when doing this, let alone their contribution to the cumulative effort of this evil to multiply. If you're not going to listen to me and remove your podcast, then you should at least get your facts straight about Project Hydra and warn people. Perhaps others will understand. Just know that all of these paranormal events you've spoken about on your show are in some way connected to the extreme demonic forces of the highest power and the people they manipulate. They can assume control of living people, they can mimic specific people and other living things, and they set out to deceive and ruin. They possess an insatiable hunger to envelop anything good and destroy it forever. Hopefully you'll listen, be responsible, knowing you're merely scratching the surface and there are many heads of the Hydra. Keep in mind that this project is highly compartmentalized, and most of the people who are involved know very little detail about the various heads and the broader scope. In fact, I've had a hunch for a long time that probably very few individuals have this knowledge. There are rumors, of course. Sometimes we talk amongst ourselves, outside of the watchful eyes and listening ears of our superiors. They say there are actual demonic entities or even alien beings involved in the upper echelon. I've seen more proof of various components of research into things like psychical abilities, genetics, the occult, cryptozoology, and perhaps even a reverse engineering department. Please be cautious in what you choose to reveal to the public. I 
I know what you're thinking. And it's probably exactly what I was thinking at first. He claims not to be a crazy religious nut, but isn't that what all crazy religious nuts say? Still, as someone who was raised in an extremely religious environment, I still have this respect and reverence for the Bible, and I'm cautiously contemplating this message and find it ironic that this listener's words of caution have mimicked those of Ron's, both in his initial letter to me and when we spoke, as well as our new friend of the show, Fourth Trumpet's writings from Twitter. Feels to me like each week we're removing the possibility of coincidence, at least in some of these interactions, and moving more toward the theory that these covert departments exist somewhere in our government. My thoughts about this topic have consumed me lately. What if the references to the Hydra in the Bible were not of an actual beast, but more of a metaphor? These types of things are widely disputed among religious scholars. But why would someone name a project after this beast? I'm going to go out on a limb here and propose a theory. If I was working for one of these shadow agencies of the government, whether U.S. or foreign, and I wanted to name something Project Hydra after a beast with many heads, and each head having a blasphemous name according to the Bible, what would that signify? Perhaps each head comprises a different purpose for the project. Various purposes would need to align toward a common goal, and the Hydra was inherently evil, if the reference is even intended to be biblical. If that's true, it would seem to back up the theory that psychic abilities may be one of the heads, or spiritualism, or genetic research. I'm going to need to think long and hard about the implications of all this, and whether or not I want to give this theory any weight. I'll continue to search the storage papers for any mentions of Project Hydra, and of course I welcome any listener feedback on the matter. I've composed a response to this email, and I'll let you know if I receive any replies. I want you to be aware that I've also been able to locate Detective Mark Anderson. By the time this episode is published, and if neither of us flake out on each other, I will have met him over coffee, and hopefully I'll have a lot more information to share as a result. Thank you for listening to The Storage Papers. This episode was written and performed by Jeremy Enfinger. Episode artwork by Nathan Lunsford. Sound effects and music by Zapsplat. Episode music by Cody Ditzenberger. Additional episode music by Kevin McLeod at ncomtech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. If you've been enjoying the storage papers, please take a moment to head over to your podcast listening platform of choice and rate and review the show. I'll be back very soon with another case file for you. <laughs>